0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios.
1: From newsounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, This is a remote edition of Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. My guest today is Joe Rainey, an Ojibwe powwow singer from Minnesota. And his new album called *Minata* is a remarkable contemporary extension of the ancient powwow tradition and part of a whole wave of indigenous artists who are reclaiming their musical culture, but setting it in 21st century America so you hear echoes of hip hop and electronic music and numerous other things and he and producer Andrew Broder are going to play some excerpts from the album Nina to for us this first one is called Bejigo
2: Hey ha a
1: that's a live performance of the song Beige You Go by Joe Rainey with uh, producer Andrew Broder and a very kind of trippy psychedelic uh, video overlay on that performance of the song which comes from Joe Rainey's album called Ninata. Um, Joe, first of all, uh, it, th- thank you for being with us today.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. It's It's a pleasure, John.
1: So, how much of what uh, you are doing on this record, how much of this actually incorporates kind of like traditional pow-wow drumming? Because, th- like, just in that song, it's hard for me to tell what's Andrew and what might be field recordings that you've compiled over the years.
0: So, for the most part, everything uh, drum-based is from Andrew. Um, in the song Beige Go, there is a little bit of uh, hand drum that I tracked, uh, specifically for that song. Um, you're right. It's mostly Andrew. Mm -hmm. Um, there we tried to stay away from incorporating the drum just for that reason of, I wanted him to be the drum and I, I wanted to bring my voice to it. So I wanted to have that partnership.
1: Right. And you know, it's, it, it looks and at times sounds like a kind of classic hip hop partnership, you know, the, the guy on the microphone and then somebody else handling the the, the turntables or in this case, you know, uh, a, a set of uh, digital devices. There there are other examples of, you know, indigenous American music and hip hop playing nicely together. I, I, I'm sh- sure you're probably familiar with some of them. Uh, a tribe called Red, for example. Do you know those guys?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, before uh, DJ Shub branched off into his own uh Midnight Express was sampled by by a uh, a tribe called Red. Um I'm I was fans of them, you know, uh when they when they came out and they, you know, m- made a a splash on the scene and um I appreciated that they were using um drum groups. Right. Um but but I I did have that itch. I did have that itch to scratch <laughs> and uh as a singer myself wanted to uh you know, put it down the way I heard it in my head.
1: All right, now let, let's talk a little bit about how you heard it in your head, because you, you grew up, you did, you're, you're not a res kid, right? You grew up in, in the Twin Cities? Facts. Okay, so what was, how did you come to powwow singing, to the ritual and tradition of of that, uh, of, of the powwow? Well, I was
0: lucky to grow up in a space in a time where that was being taught in certain youth programs in the neighborhood. So a lot of the times it was... Uh, uh, an, an older singer themselves actually sitting down with a group of rambunctious uh, uh, neighborhood kids and uh, really trying to get them to concentrate um but i think you know the ways of uh, the vibrations of the drum and uh, the the power in some of the the songs and some of the actual word songs that are out there that have actual language in them um, i think those songs kind of really you know settled some of those um attention deficit kids down and and and. uh <laughs> taught them how to channel their uh channel their their energies into into uh powerful singing
1: so uh when you said before uh you mentioned something about you know some of the songs have words are there songs that are that don't have words that are just kind of you know the singing is just voice as instrument
0: yeah that's what this whole album is i wanted to uh make this that concentration i wanted it to have that um it's not because i was protecting anything or i was defensive. In any way, I just uh, wanted it to make it a true powwow album, um, uh, contemporary powwow music. Um, I guess was coming along in the in the, the late uh, 80s, early 80s. Um, a lot of uh, Cree drum groups from from Canada were were really really uh, renowned for for putting their language in songs um but for the most part powwow singing is rooted in uh, straight what we call straight vocables which is uh, no language at all at no language at all it's just a pattern of ways and hays and haze and hoes. but right um it's set to a powwow song form um but you know, the, you know there's thousands of them
1: and how widely i mean if you hear someone like uh like superman the the rapper from Montana yes, or if you hear you know the eastern algonquin uh, powwow groups is there a similar kind of musical language at work all across the these these different regions or oh yeah
0: same, same what what, I, what the way that i describe uh the the different artists that you named is uh we're in the same river but in different boats <laughs> i like so that so i see I, I see you over there do i see you over there doing your, your thing mr superman i don't wonder how but they know what and I see my my Eastern Medicine singers friends over here doing their thing. So um that, that's what I've learned to um, really kind of just uh, put this out there as what it is and um, yeah we do recognize the fact that we're different and uh, but we're, we're on the same river for sure
1: so uh, it, it seems like there are you know multiple kind of levels of actual singing as well so we hear you on this record um, even when you're not being altered by sampling or processing we hear your natural voice in this kind of low, kind of gruff, throaty sound, but there's also this high, almost like a cry. Do those mean different things? Do you use the voice in in different registers for different kind of emotional content?
0: I would say in the powwow circle, the arena, I think there's uh, there's really no thought process into that, but when you're asking, or when I was, you know, sitting down with this, and uh, really, kind of um, you know, nurturing this project, I kind of had to put myself in that artistic space of uh, whether or not I want to uh, sing in that tone of voice, or I want to really you know show my range, or you know things like that. I really had to think about that. But also, um, I guess what you're asking is if you know if I had any thought process of, of you know when I'm singing high or singing low. But um, this this was a, a healing process in itself, and I think just uh, you know the parts that you hear or, you know, the emotion that you hear in, in the vocal, um, it was all very felt within the moment of me listening to the song.
1: Yeah. Um, and how repeatable are those moments? I mean, you know, do you sing it the same each time? Does Andrew bring the same kind of production each time? Or is this, you know, kind of like a lot of live music traditions where it's it's different every time you do it?
0: I think it is different every time we do it because I I, I feel like Broder um just automatically just comes up with stuff on the fly while we're just rehearsing and doing things like that and he's like wow well, well that well that works and that works and you know he he comes up with things like that but I I definitely have to get used to uh kind of uh, emoting what I'm trying to you know portray in my voice yeah. so uh, that that's a little bit of a difficult part when you when you're talking about uh, performing this but uh the voice that you hear is uh is a voice that's going through you know a little bit of grief um it, the, these vocals were cut in the same chair that I'm in right now in my basement in my house um you know and those vocals were cut during the quarantine uh, most of them were cut during the quarantine so um it was more of like a pen pal type thing where he sent me you know the bones of a song and I I sent back the vocals and then we we built around that
1: all right, let's let's hear a, a version of another song from Nineta. Um, I should ask you, what does that name mean? Yeah, Ninata
0: is a, um, a, a kind of a, a shorter version of a longer word, but I think just uh, Nineta is, is, is means just me. Like Ojibwe, there's lots of verbs. Ojibwe language is lots of verbs, so you know the act of the act of being just me, and that's what this is.
1: So. Not claiming to be planting a flag for the entire Ojibwe history. This is just you. This is your contribution to that history, to that tradition. Yes, sir. Got it.
0: This is my contribution. Yes, this is my, this is my contribution to contemporary indigenous music.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear this song called Can Key once again. Joe Rainey, uh, the album called Ninata, done with Andrew Broder, who's uh, with him on this performance.
2: आता ना
0: नाही
1: Key is the name of that uh, song from Joe Rainey with uh, producer Andrew Broder, the two of them working together uh, for, um, for these really spectacular videos that they've done for us for Soundcheck Today. Uh, songs are also on the record called Ninata. Joe, um, before the, the, the song really gets going, there is a shot of, I guess it's you, making a most improbable Basketball shot. You're you're on the the free throw line, but then you turn and you hit the other. Now I realize it's not like a regulation sized court, but you you must be uh, you must be a pretty good shot.
0: Yeah, served by my last name is Rainey for a reason, and uh, I'm from the land of ten thousand buckets, and I am one of them. <laughs> so um, I I love I love the game of basketball. I love the game of basketball. It has brought me many places. It has introduced me to a lot of great people. And if it weren't for the game of basketball, I, I would not have met some of uh, the people I have in my life. So I'm very grateful to that game. I still pay homage by yelling at the TV screen uh, every year. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I turn that yelling into into coaching. So I am molding young basketball minds. So I've, I've, turned, that, I've turned that into a passion of mine.
1: You you know, I I coached a a travel soccer team for many, many years, and I am a firm believer in the benefits that you get from a team sport. Yes, sir. You know, it's not just like it's good for you physically, you know, but what it does for you as a member of a community, teaching you how to be a part of a community. I am a firm believer in that.
0: And I've been a part of a a team as as in a drum group. Um, So uh, stepping outside of that team – and uh, going forward with this project has been a little difficult to me because um, I've always been a team player and I know the importance of a team and what that does for, for your me- your mental makeup and uh, your confidence. But, um, you know, here another thing that, you know, I've been involved with all my life is wrestling. A team in wrestling is a tag team. Right. So that, that involves two people usually. So, you know, me and Broder are a tag team. Okay.
1: Is it true you guys met through uh, Justin Vernon, through Bon Iver?
0: Yes, that is very true at the Eau Claire's Music Festival Mm. in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, of all places.
1: Yeah. What were you doing there?
0: Uh, I was a part of the Midnight Express drum group at the time. Uh, It started out as uh, us going there to kind of, you know, just parading around the grounds and just randomly stopping and singing and having the dancers with us dance and uh, also uh, do a social dance called the round dance. Um, You know, that was also very, uh, you know, crowd interacting. Yeah.
1: So um, there's a track that that you, you guys have done on the record uh, called Easy on the Side. Oh, someone's got toilet paper on moccasin maybe. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, host drum, change it up, boys. At the very beginning of that track, is that an actual recording of a powwow?
0: Yes, sir. That's uh, the opening. It's just, uh, you know, when I when I'm I'm always recording. Um, I've you know, i always had a recorder in my hand since I was younger, especially at powwows. Um, to have a you know a handheld communication device that doubles as a cell phone that has a, a voice re- voice note recorder on there yep. uh, that also helps. So that was actually a voice note. That was actually a voice note from an iPhone. Uh, so sometimes I don't always have uh, my my digital or my tape recorder with me so i usually just uh press record and let it sit on a chair um so i i i press record a way before sometimes just to get what what comes before the song and um and i got the mc kind of making one of the driest jokes ever but um that's that was his style
1: <laughs> uh, but then the song goes into you know more personal territory more of your own Kind of sonic territory. But, uh, you know, to have it sort of grounded in that field recording really does kind of, you know, make explicit the, the connection between what you and Broder are doing and the kind of roots that you're drawing on. <laughs> Speaking of voice notes, uh, there's one that begins the whole album under the name uh, Jammer from the Slammer, which is, is that you calling someone in prison or how, wh- where is that from?
0: That's that's uh, my first cousin, Mike Rainey, calling me from Jackson County Correctional Facility in uh, Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Um, he has older brothers that are just as uh, disobedient at times, but they, they've all made it, made it on this side of the walls. Uh, but, but he, you know, he's getting his, his life straight. So I've, I've over the years, I've had to field phone calls uh, from, from people who are singing me songs that they made from, from inside that they don't have anything to put them down on. Uh, I'm not the only one that they've ever done that to. Um, you know, their girlfriends at the time or something like that, you know, they would call and sing to maybe. But um, just in that point in time, uh, in the making of the sample folder, Uh, i asked my my cousin to to if he wanted to like you know teach me a song or put one push-up down of a song and uh maybe catch that lady that always interrupts us and uh, we'll put her in there too
1: (laughs) you mean the 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 pre-recorded voice about you know what kind of calls are allowed that yeah 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 all calls other
2: than properly placed attorney calls may be monitored and recorded
1: So that's that's your cousin.
0: Yeah, that's my that's my cousin Mike Rainey.
1: Do you actually use some of that song elsewhere in the record?
0: No, uh, Broder was uh, wanting that to be somewhere in the record. Um, we we thought it would work best as an intro. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, you know, DJ and rapper <laughs> Broder and I could can share that love for hip hop, and we can we can remember those bars from from prison from yeah. different rappers and so we we wanted to maybe walk that line a little bit but also you know create uh, a vision for people um, you know we, we learn songs many of ways even if it's from our incarcerated family yeah
1: um, there are also moments on the record you know w- which w- being based in powwow rhythms and powwow drums is kind of surprising there are tracks like B.E. Sun and Turned Engine which are almost like ambient music If there are drums, they don't appear until the very end of the song. And instead you have this kind of very atmospheric electronic texture surrounding your voice. Are are you a I mean, are you a fan of ambient music as well?
0: I wasn't until I went to Eau Claire's music festival. I think, you know, having that comfort- comfortable kind of blanket of, you know, knowing hip hop and following hip hop and, you know, popular music, um, really kinda of stepping into that alternative realm, uh, you know, hearing people for the first time and and thinking like, okay, like I cannot lie, that is really good. <laughs> um, I think you know, just just learning, just learning from from different experiences uh, with collaborating. Um, I'd have to say, marijuana death squads with the bullet, just because they they invited me to be there with them and to and to sing alongside of them, especially at some of their 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 bigger shows in Minneapolis. Um, those are kind of the, the influences that I had, but that wasn't until. Eau Claire's Music Festival, which really kind of opened my eyes to uh, different genres of music. Yeah. Um, but for, for me to kind of fig- figure out who I wanted to, to paint that electronic picture, it was Broder. I knew that, you know, from, from years back. I, I knew that I wanted to approach him.
1: Well, there are lots of uh, different textures, lots of different sounds on the album, Ninata. Uh, the piece we're going to hear next, Joe, is called No Chance which is a kind of a punning title. It's No Chant, T- uh, C-H-A-N-T-S. Although when you say it, it sounds like no chance, you know, like, yes. yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming that's intentional. Right. What does that title have to do with this song? Well, I wanted
0: to uh, eliminate that terminology that describes what we're doing from outsiders that don't do what we do. Um, I think we're, we're explained as chanters or that we chant. Uh, I just kind of wanted to you know, clear the air about that in a very uh, in-your-face way. I prefer singing. I refer to myself as a singer. I refer to my fellow singers as singers, whether it's uh, women or, or men. Uh, we sing.
1: Uh, let's, let's hear this live performance. From the album Ninata, the song is called No Chance. It's Joe Rainey with Andrew Broder. called No Chance. Uh, we're speaking with Joe Rainey, the uh, Ojibwe singer and songwriter from Minneapolis, talking about his album called Ninata, Out Now, done with producer Andrew Broder, who's uh, with him in these, these performances. And um, you said something before, Joe, that I wanted to follow up. Actually, two things I wanted to follow up on. Earlier, you said that, you know, um, there was a lot, some grief in these songs and in the video that you and andrew made for for no chance it begins with a couple of those like in memoriam cards next to a on a table next to a candle so were there specific people you were grieving during the process of making this record
0: yes sir um those are three of my late brothers uh drum brothers lots of indigenous people have a loose uh loose looser term of family than most people do um so you know i i took these 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 guys in as my brothers and uh, tanner was the one in the frame uh wambly is the 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 one in the the white background and then mcgallon uh is is the other one and um you know it started you know with the loss of tanner um that was in 2012. wambly passed away you know uh, five or six years ago and mcgallon just passed away two years ago so um you know sitting with that grief and uh really kind of just uh not really taking the time to uh really take care of my my mental health and uh Magellan's Magellan's mom adopted six of us after he after he passed away she adopted six of us uh, as her sons so um you know life goes on with with new family members but um you know going through the quarantine and uh going going through you know times where we had space to ourselves um, I really wanted to uh, take care of my, my own chicken, as Marshawn Lynch says. Oh, you got to take care of your chicken. <laughs> so my, my my chicken was my mental health. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I wanted to uh, really kind of addre- address the grief in my life. And uh, this this project, in a way, helped me do that.
1: Yeah. The other thing I wanted to follow up on, and you mentioned it just before, no chance, the, the fact that, you know, the other men, the other women, is there a woman's powwow tradition or is that exclusively traditionally a male thing uh it, it goes both together um there are, there are roles
0: that that the important roles that men and women play the, the women always you know hold rank above the, above the men just because i i, I just you know, not even just in the powwow sense i just feel like you know in an in a everyday sense where you know they'll they'll slap us up you know when when they have to, you know. So I feel like you know, just in a powwow sense, though, I I, I feel like it's pretty balanced. Uh, the the women in some places are allowed to sit at the drum, and some places it's it, they they're not allowed to sit at the drum. So it it just goes by you know different communities and what you're taught, and uh, there isn't as much pan Indianism as people think. Uh, we are respectful of our own. Uh, communities and our own local traditions and our own local ceremonies that go on that uh, we keep private. So um, powwow is is for everyone, but uh, we we respect where everyone comes from and who they
1: are. And are you still, you know, during the course of the pandemic, I'm I'm guessing you were not able to, you know, go out and record or partake in, in powwows, but you know, as things have opened up, are you still doing that or or has this record kind of led you down another path?
0: Yes, yes, uh, slowly, slowly, but surely' we're get, I'm getting starting to get back out there, but this record has led me down a different path to where I wanted to make sure that this was you know you know out there before I kind of really started to you know think about other things. but in the meantime, different drum groups have relied upon. A few friends of mine and myself to help them record their drum groups and release their albums. So uh, I've been a lifelong archivist. Um, powwow albums are my thing. Uh, I did go to school a little bit to, to learn some mixing skills and things like that. So I'm continuing to use my ear uh, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully my voice and this platform can uh, really help me uh, and my friends to uh, project uh, indigenous music the way
1: that we want to. Well, Joe, uh, Ninata is a, is a really great example of, you know, uh, a whole wave of contemporary indigenous music that really is showing a lot of people, many of them for the first time, what it is that, that you know, that these different cultures have to offer. Uh, it's a terrific job that you and, and Andrew Broder have done, and uh, congratulations and thanks for performing some of these songs for us today. Thank you, John. Well, as is usually the case, we do have some videos of these live performances for you to watch. Uh, The guys pulled out all the stops for these videos, definitely worth checking out, on the New Sounds YouTube channel, or right here on the website, newsounds.org. My thanks to our technical director, Irene Trudell, and producer Karen Havlick, and to you for joining us for this remote edition of Soundcheck from newsounds.org.
2: I